Bradley, there's something on the board you should see. Captain John Lee spoke the words casually to Captain Bradley Clark as the former passed into the officer's mess and the latter passed out after a better-than-average steak dinner. But Bradley could see in his friend's eyes in an instant that whatever was on the board held importance and danger, too. Good news, he asked, forcing a relaxed smile onto his face. The best, Lise replied, but in a way that gave Bradley to understand that he wouldn't find the news very good at all. As he turned toward the board that lay just outside the mass, he felt his heart thump in his chest. As always, with such declarations from the General Special Office of Subjugation, conveyed its message with great clarity and economy. The following officer is hereby awarded subjugatory duties in the listed town. Captain B. Clark, 35th Regiment, 4th Company, Springfield, Northwest. General Dumfries offers his congratulations to Captain Clark. In appearance, the notice conferred an honor. Indeed, subjugatory duties also carried a medal to add to the five Captain Bradley Clark already wore across his chest. What the notice actually meant, however, was much more complex and troubling. Captain Bradley Clark, commander of the 4th Company of the 35th Regiment of General Augustus Dumfries' Army of Western Liberation, must send the red panties to an eighteen-year-old girl of the town of Springfield. Of all the strange, oppressive things General Dumfries had done since the rebellion of 2363, the institution of the subjugatory duty, the sending of the red panties, and the things that must follow, seemed to Bradley at once the most monstrous and the cleverest. At war with himself, just as he knew the general intended officers given this duty to be, he went to the quartermaster for the census list and the photographs of young women of northwest region where Springfield lay. The edict instituting the subjugatory duty did not specify how the officer assigned was to choose the girl who would receive his notice in the form of the red panties. Thankfully, to make the thing a little more bearable, a convention had evolved that did not, it appeared, displease the general. The families of the town chosen for subjugation were ranked according to the head of household's occupation, beginning with the mayor, if any, and followed by the town council, then proceeding down through the professional classes until at least one eighteen-year-old daughter was found. Here, the process of choosing a girl to be subjugated as a symbol of her town's abject abasement before the Army of Western Liberation became a little murkier. Most officers whom Bradley knew who had received the honor of subjugating a girl would request photographs of the first five girls and then choose the prettiest. Bradley resolved not to do that. He would subjugate the highest-ranking 18-year-old girl in Springfield, no matter her physical charms. Indeed, he held out a vague hope that the girl might have some physical infirmity that would give him the opportunity somehow to evade the duty. But Springfield had a mayor, and the mayor had a daughter who had turned 18 in December four months before, Jenna Caprio. And she was beautiful. 
stunningly beautiful, with long blonde hair and cornflower blue eyes, smiling shyly at the camera for her high school graduation picture. Then he looked at the inspection pictures taken by the Army counselor, Mrs. Trast, who had given the human development classes at Springfield High in January. Bradley sat back in his desk chair in the big main room of regimental headquarters, stunned. He had known, in theory, why the subjugatory duty was both monstrous and clever, but he had not expected to be confronted so starkly with its twin nature. How could he do the right thing? What was the right thing? How could he subjugate this lovely girl? But how could he avoid it? Yet, of course, for that was the genius of the thing, he wanted to subjugate her.